This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season four entitled Be Mentally Tough. All right, quick confession to make. I'm sure most of you know this, but if not, I actually record these episodes a week in advance so I can get them to my producer, Michael, to uh, get them cleaned up and and put out in their final form to all of you. So you are listening to this on December 3rd, if you are listening on the day it gets released, but I am actually recording it on November 26th, so again, a week in advance. Um this could not come at a more perfect time because the fact that it is November 26th means that, one, I hope everybody had an incredibly blessed Thanksgiving, and two, the Irish are sitting at 12-0, and 0, baby. We went with an undefeated football season, and I could not be more thrilled, more proud, more honored, and humbled uh, to be a part of such an incredible team and program and group of young men and coaches and staff um, that, that allowed us to have a perfect season. I mean, it is hard to win in college football. It's hard. And to, to win every game is even harder. And the fact that, you know, going into November, November, our schedule included going out to San Diego to play Navy in the triple option. And then we went up to Chicago to play Northwestern, which is a tempo offense. And then we went out to New York City to play Syracuse, which was averaging 44 points a game. And then we ended the season out on the West Coast again, out in LA, playing our arch rival USC. So the opportunity, I guess, that was put before these young men uh, to execute when it was really, really hard uh, came to fruition. And so we get to talk about them today as we're looking at the mental toughness marker. So again, we're in episode 18 today, looking at the mental toughness marker of emotional responsiveness. And so again, we're in uh, the the next tier of our mental toughness model. So here during season four, we've been working through the McGuire-Ivy-Selking model of mental toughness. And we're in in our tier looking at emotional stability. And so um, within emotional stability, there's really four markers, right? Markers are indicators of things that if if these things are present then we can say, hey, that person is emotional, st- emotionally stable, right? And so those four markers are emotional flexibility, emotional responsiveness, emotional strength, and emotional resiliency. And so we talked last week about emotional flexibility. And again, today we're looking at emotional responsiveness. So before we dive in, I also have to add that w- our sort of family tradition is um, right after Thanksgiving, we put up all of our Christmas decorations. So I'm also sitting in my home office with all of our Christmas lights twinkling and the the mantle all set with our stockings and it's magical. I absolutely love the Christmas season. I think it's the best time of year. Um, I, people are just tend to be nicer and it gives me like a legitimate reason to talk to random strangers and them not look at me like I'm totally crazy because I do that normally, but I feel like during Christmas it's even more appropriate. So I am jacked right now to be in the holiday season. We woke up this morning in South Bend, Indiana with two inches of snow on the ground 
around. So everything is just perfect in our worlds right now. Um, you know, and within that, just being so grateful. Uh, life is a series of seasons, right? And and there's great seasons and there's really hard seasons. And so, you know, I, I just encourage people all the time that if you're in a hard season, you know, be encouraged because um, after a hard season comes a good season. And when you're in good season, be really, really mindful of that and really appreciative of it and really soak it up because guess what? It's not going to last forever. And, and so, you know, right now I feel incredibly blessed that myself and my family family or in, in a really good season of life. And so just trying to really soak that up and enjoy it and savor this moment because uh, tough times are ahead. I know that. Um, but again, we got to remember um, the goodness so that when things get hard, uh, we, we can we can stay encouraged and stay hopeful. And so with that, let's dive into, again, mental toughness marker of emotional responsiveness. So Again, tier four of emotional stability um, was really derived out of work done by by Dr. Jim Lore. Um, He now runs the Human Performance Institute down in Orlando, Florida, that was bought um, by Johnson by Johnson Johnson. So they're now a J and J company, Um, and just an incredible group and organization. And so this marker, again, emotional responsiveness, is all about the ability to remain engaged and connected under pressure. Okay, so emotionally, if you're emotionally responsive, that means you engage and connect under pressure versus disengaging or disconnecting, right? So, so consider the difference. Um, again, this game this weekend was an awesome example of the emotional responsiveness of our team. So USC has not had a good season. They've really struggled. They've got a ton of great athletes, but they haven't really um, b- become a great team. And so, you know, it's, it would have been easy for us to go in with the mentality of, oh, we're going to dominate them because we did dominate them last year um, when we got to play them at home. But the reality of it is they're, they're a team filled with great athletes athletes, right? And we were on their home turf. So anything could happen. And I'll tell you what, these boys came out swinging. They played so well against us. And so the first half, we struggled. I mean, they threw every blitz in the book at our offense. And so it didn't give our quarterback, Ian Book, very much time uh, to get through his progressions. Uh, the offensive line, you know, there was a lot a lot of movement happening that they they missed a couple blitzes and blitz, blitz pickups. And so uh, hurried Book on the throws. And, and we struggled offensively to, to move the ball. And and defensively, I mean, man, they, they had a great game plan. They knew that our defensive line Line, if they got pressure on the quarterback, they were going to struggle. So they ran a lot of shallow routes and, and uh, slant routes and got quick throws off and they were moving the ball. And um, we were fortunate to have to be to hold them to 10 points going into halftime because otherwise it would have been it would have been really tough. Again, they came out swinging and you know, I had this gut feeling of oh god, right? And we went into halftime and our guys, they were they were calm as could be on the bench. There was never there was never a doubt, there was never an insecurity, there was never anxiety. They they just communicated to one another on what they were seeing. They tried to problem solve. Um, and we went into halftime, they gave, our coaching staff made some great adjustments and when we came out in the second half, instead of disengaging, right, and disconnecting from the pressure that these guys felt, because again, okay, we went into this game 11-0, and which means if we win this game, right, we're going to be 12-0. and 
that that can create pressure. And so again, instead of disengaging and disconnecting and saying, well, you know, going 12 and 0 is hard. If we lose just one game, it's not really that bad. You know, no, no, no. These guys engaged and connected under that pressure. And we came out swinging in the second half, not over the top, but in our optimal zone, ready to deliver our absolute best. These guys demonstrated emotional responsiveness when it mattered the most, right? Because again, Mental toughness is a great thing. We want to have all of these skills and traits coming out of us on a consistent basis because that builds those habits. But at the end of the day, mental toughness is really needed when? When it matters most, when it's really, really hard, when there's a lot on the line, when the pressure's at its highest. And that's what these young men did this weekend against USC in our our final regular season game. And so... The other aspect of, of this emotional responsiveness piece is the ability to respond and to generate your own emotion when perhaps emotion isn't there, right? Or create the emotion that you need when there's a contrary emotion there. I mean, that stadium was loud. They had, they had the emotion on their side. USC had home field advantage. They were, they were running the table on us for a little bit. They, see, they were seemingly in control. In the first half, the time of possession, they dominated that. And so they were creating their own emotion. And so our emotional responsiveness allowed us to take and create the emotion that we needed, which was emotion of uh, connectedness, of determination, of, of bending guys backwards during tackles instead of being bent back. I mean, we were on our heels a little bit, to be honest. But instead of disengaging and disconnecting, our guys said, no, we are mentally tough. We've trained for this. We are going to create our own emotion. We're going to flip the script here going into the second half, and we and we absolutely did. All the credit goes to those young men who stayed calm, stayed connected, stayed disciplined, and stayed intent on the mission, which was to stick to our process, to execute the game plan, and to play one snap at a time for six seconds, focused, and then refocus and get ready for the next snap. That's how we build them right? So um, great examples from this weekend of what emotional responsiveness looks like. But let's let's take a quick look at how would we destroy this? Because listen, again, these are all skills, which means we can build them, we can train them, or we can destroy the skills. So if we want to, if we want to build, if we want to build this marker of emotional responsiveness in our team, right? One thing that we can do is equip yourself or your team with the mental and emotional still skills to stay connected to moments, right? Again, if this is about staying engaged and connected versus disengaged and disconnected, then we have to train ourselves. I mean, we can't expect ourselves to to be emotionally responsive if we haven't trained it, right? We talked about that last week, how all of these things, we've got to train it. They're skills. We can train them, we can build them, but we can't expect them to just show up under high pressure situations if we haven't been intentional and deliberate about training our brain and our bodies, um, and our emotions to do what we need them to do when it matters most. And so, you know, we've got to continually focus on the process, not the outcome. And we've trained our guys for 22 months, right? We're in year two with Notre Dame football of, of this mental performance training, of an overhaul of our strength and conditioning program, of the messaging and of that, that Coach Kelly is driving as the leader of our organization. And so 22 months in, right? We've built them for this moment. 
it, they weren't surprised by it. Now, again, I was telling you, I was like, oh God, that was the feeling that I had on the sideline. But when I looked at our guys, I just sort of smiled and nodded. I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing exactly what we've trained them to do. And I could not have been more proud of that. And so, you know, whether it's the the eight building blocks that we took Notre Dame football through. So that's season one of our podcast. Season one is sort of an overview of, of our Building Your Mental Performance Foundation, which is um, you, you know a program that we built here at Selking Performance Group that we use with our athletes and clients around the world. Um, or whether it was the strength and conditioning training that they did where Coach Bayless integrated mental training within that, whether it was the chaos periods that we put into to practices to create disruption and, and allow our guys to get ready for those high moments that have a lot of ambiguity or chaos, right, which is what they're called, um, and train them to execute in the moment, right? And not just have those moments, but then debrief those moments and say, hey, see what you did there? Or say, hey, see where you could have use your breathing here to apply that or your power statements to execute in that moment or your just communication with one another, right? We got to train that and, and equip yourself with those mental and emotional skills to be able to handle those high pressure situations. But here's the other side of this. If you want to destroy emotional responsiveness in yourself or your team, create unnecessary hype around high pressure situations, Unnecessary hype, right? Where, oh my God, it's the final game of the season. We have an opportunity to go 12 and 0. We, if we win this game, we're going to be undefeated this year. That wasn't the conversation that we were having through, throughout the entire season, let alone leading up to this game. Coach Kelly's intentionality in, hey, one game at a time, focus on our process. Don't worry about the outcome. He even told them, he said, guys, I don't care what happens in this game. As long as we show up and do what we have committed to doing, which is stick to our process, demonstrate our traits and focus and refocus one play at a time. That's all I want to see from you today. And now here's the reality. We were aware of the circumstances. We can't pretend like, oh, this isn't the final game of the season. And oh, if, if we win this game, we're going to be 12 and 0, which means we're going to get an opportunity for a playoff bid for the first time ever to go to the final four. Like we can't pretend those things aren't there, right? So we acknowledge them. And again, if we go back to building block one, we got to be aware before we can enhance. So let's be aware it's what state, what's at stake. We're on prime time, 8 p.m. ESPN. Right? That's a big deal. That's, that's a reality of the situation. Our guys knew that. We didn't pretend like it wasn't a reality. But once we're aware of that, okay, now what do we need to do? <laughs> Stick to our process. Play one play at a time. Focus and refocus. Outcome will take care of itself. The unnecessary hype and buildup, you think you might be getting your guys jacked up, but what you're actually doing is probably pulling them out of their optimal zone and getting them more focused on the outcome than the process. And if we're focused on the outcome, what are we not focused on? The process that actually gets us the outcome that we need to have. And so as leaders, coaches, parents, we got to stop creating this unnecessary hype around high pressure situations. We acknowledge what they are, but then we go back to putting, what do we need to do to execute in this moment? That's how we build emotional responsiveness in our team. All right. Championship mindset training. This week, I want you to view pressure as a privilege, right? Reframe the situations that you're in. Yeah, they, they could be high pressure, but reframe them. What does that actually mean? It's an opportunity. Again, I just shared all of the realities of what was at stake and at play and the dynamics that, that were real going into our game against USC this week. But we framed it to say, hey, this is an opportunity, 
right? 8 p.m. on ESPN for all the world to see. That's an opportunity to show them how hard you've prepared, how disciplined you've been, how committed you've been. That shouldn't scare us. That should excite us. We got to get excited about this opportunity. I'm reading this awesome book called Alive at Work um, by Daniel Cable, I think. Yeah, Daniel Cable. I'll put it in the episode notes for you to check out. But he talks about how simply saying, you know, let's get excited for this moment changes our neurological responses in our body and actually prepares and positions us to, to deliver our best versus, okay, stay calm in this moment, right? Because what does that say? Oh, crap, there's a threat here. And so, and so we talked a lot about that. Let's get excited for this opportunity. You've worked so hard. You should, you should relish the opportunity to show the world where you're at. And you know what I love most about this group of young men? They were so focused on themselves and internally. They didn't worry about the hype. If you listen to Coach Kelly's press conference, he even says, yeah, the captain said, we don't want, we don't want the, the selection show that comes out on Tuesdays ever on in our building because it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What matters is us. What matters is our brotherhood. What matters is, is us growing as young men. I, you know, when you see a group of young men like this be successful, th- these, listen, if you don't like Notre Dame, that's fine. If you don't know anything about Notre Dame, I just want to encourage you that this team is something special. I mean, every day before practice, there's guys that go out there and pray on that field. Every day after practice, there's a group of guys that stay and pray for themselves, for the team, for the university. Before every game, we loop up, we circle arms around the center of the stadium, whatever stadium we're in, and one of our players prays just for safety for both teams and that we would honor and glorify God with the, the work that they put out there on the field. And, and they, they've worked, again, so hard and have been so committed and have done everything that Coach Kelly has asked of them. And so if you see their success, I want you to know that that success has come at a sacrifice, at a discipline, and at a deep love for for one another, for the University of Notre Dame, for the opportunity that they have to play a game of football and to grow as young men. And the growth that I have seen, we talk a lot about the man under the jersey and and the, the growth that I've seen in these young men as men and as football players. I mean, these are the type of guys you want to be rooting for. And I'm just, again, I'm honored and humbled to be a part of it as their mental performance coach. Um, but I'm just more proud about who they've become through this journey. And so now we shift into bowl season and we get ready and we prepare and we'll see who we play and where we play. And then we're going to show up and do our thing because that's how these guys are built. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure being with you today, talking about emotional responsiveness, reflecting on this Thanksgiving season, uh, reflecting on an awesome regular season with Notre Dame football, and just getting prepared for this Christmas season ahead of us. Um, I think it's, you know, here's the thing about, about life, right? The facts in our life from a brain standpoint don't matter nearly as much as the story that we tell ourselves about the facts in our lives. And so as we enter this holiday season, Wherever you are, whether you're in a great season of life right now or you're in a really hard or potentially dark season of life right now, we've, we've got to learn to think about where we are differently and, and reframe where we're at and tell ourselves a different story. Flip the script about where you're at. Yeah, it might be hard, but that means that, that this hard season is preparing you for the plans and purposes that are out there for your life. And when you look at difficulty like that, it shifts it. Right, it shifts it from grit today to greatness tomorrow. And so 
you know, your mindset training, your championship mindset that training this week is to view pressure as a privilege, right? To reframe the, the situations that you encounter. And that's why, right? Because again, the facts in your life don't matter nearly as much as the story you tell yourself about those facts. And that doesn't change the facts, right? The facts are still the facts. You've got some, we've got realities in our world, but what are we telling ourselves about those realities? And as we start to learn to think differently, to shift our mindset, we start to reframe and rethink about who we are, our role in this world, and allows us to engage and connect under pressure, under really hard times, knowing that it's through those hard times that we're forged into the man or woman that we need to be to have the impact and influence that we've been created to have in this world. And that's where we start to come alive as human beings. Right, human beings aren't necessarily wired for comfort, for ease, right? We're wired for greatness. Pope Benedict said that. But what does that mean? That means that we gotta get a we gotta get a handle on where we're at and how we think about where we're at so that we can take intentional steps every day to grow and to get strong, to do what it is that we're here to do in this world, and to ignite within us that human spirit, which is to fight, which is to thrive, which is to serve, which is to live a life of purpose. And so as we kick off this holiday season, I want you to, to go into this season with that type of mentality, that type of mindset, that type of mental toughness. It's been great being with you again. This has been Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast, and your host, Dr. Amber Selking. If there's any way that we can come alongside of you, I've got an awesome team of performance coaches. Just email me directly, amber at selkingperformance.com. We also do keynotes and training sessions for business organizations and sport teams. So if I can come alongside of you as a consultant or a trainer, please reach out again, amber at selkingperformance.com. And then follow us. We've got a ton of free content out there. So on uh, Instagram at selkingperformance, performance, Twitter at Champ Mindsets, and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And check out our website. Also, we've got a ton of great content out there, www.selkingperformance.com. And if you go to our performance media tab, uh, the podcast is there. Um, We've got articles there. We've got uh, meditation scripts, so performance meditation scripts for for those of us that need quick hits on that performance meditation side to stay focused and locked in and moving forward every day. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We want to hear how this content is impacting your life, how you're using it to to change your own life, your team, your family, your organization, uh, because it matters, you know, and, and as we try to get sponsors to support this podcast, hearing those stories is really powerful for those. And so if you'd like to join us on this journey, uh, as financial sponsors of the podcast, it'd certainly mean a lot to me. Um, because I, I do got to pay my producers technology and, and, and editing these things is not my gift. So uh, Michael at Truthwork Media does an awesome job for us. And, um, and, and so I got to pay the guy because he's pretty good, you know. Um, but having sponsors like that is really helpful. You know, Brightview Medical has been an awesome sponsor, have been with us since the beginning, um, just helping us put this content out there. And so thank you to them as well. Um, there'll be a, I just encourage you to listen to, um, the commercial from them right following following this episode. So take a listen because they've been awesome supporters and sponsors of us. But again, let me know if you want to join us on this journey. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. We're reaching people around the world. We're at over, um, I mean, shoot, just in the month of November, we've, we've had th- over thousands and thousands of downloads and they're around the world, like Russia, South Africa, um, I mean, everywhere that you can imagine, Hungary. And it's so, it's so funny, like in some of these countries, there's like one download, you know, has happened, which I don't know how that works, but it's incredible to see, you know, how God's using this to just impact lives and minds around the world. And, and so join us on this journey because it's really, really fun and, and it matters. 
Thank you again for being with us. It has been awesome talking about emotional responsiveness today. And again, from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. Brightview Medical is a patient-oriented medical healthcare organization with goals to improve the healthcare system by combining treatment and prevention methods to provide solutions that every patient can understand. By building their model of care on state-of-the-art imaging equipment, coupled with blood, tissue, and urine analysis, they are able to establish where you are on the wellness spectrum. Once you are a patient, their team is able to monitor your health year after year or as needed. They are currently planning on operating over 112 locations starting in every major NFL city. They are proudly new partners with the NFL Alumni Association to help bring their elevated level of care to former NFL players, their families, and everyone who is tired of the broken healthcare system in place today. To learn more about Brightview Medical, check out their website at www.brightviewmedical.com.